you would, take your Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, tonight and then Sunday morning during our uh, sunrise service, I'm going to talk about two topics that kind of we like to avoid or maybe that frustrate us. Tonight, we're going to look at the topic of death, and then Sunday morning, we're going to look at the issue of uncertainty. And we all hate the uncertainty that life brings. But then as we conclude our Easter services on Sunday morning, we're going to look at the life that God wants us to have and that he wants us to live here in this world. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is where you are. Paul, as he writes this chapter, is defending the importance of the resurrection. This weekend, we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and um, Obviously, we live in a world that attacks that issue even today, and it was still tr- it was true in Paul's day. And so he's defending, as he's writing here to the Corinthian church, the issue of the resurrection of Christ, because without it, without the resurrection, there is no Christianity. And in verse 14, he tells us that if there is no resurrection, then our preaching and even our faith is in vain. And so he spends many of the verses of this chapter dealing with the issue of the resurrection. And in Paul's mind, there's no question. Christ died on the cross for our sin. He was placed in the tomb. And then he rose again to bring life and life more abundantly. And so as he comes now to the end of the chapter, we're going to be looking at verses 51 to 58. He's going to uh, transition his thinking. Now he is settled, at least in his mind, and hopefully in the mind of the readers and those of us that are here tonight, the truth that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And so now he transitions in verse 51 to the issue of, of death of leaving this world. These are verses that we often use at funeral services or graveside services and and when somebody passes away to kind of encourage our hearts. And so the truth is death is a topic that we don't like to to talk about. We don't like to to think about. We kind of think it's morbid and stuff like that. But the reality is we all face it. And, And so it's an important topic for us to understand, not from a humanistic, secular perspective, from a biblical perspective. And so tonight I want to show you, really, death from a biblical perspective. Father, thank you so much for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Father, for those of us that know Christ as our Savior, we understand that death means to be with you and in your presence. And and Lord, how glorious, Lord, that would even be. And Father, I pray that we would be assured in our walk with you, our life with you, and Lord, even um, the day-to-day living, but also when it comes time, Lord, for us to leave this world, may we be assured tonight that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and it's in his name we pray, amen. Beginning in verse 51, there's three truths about the issue of death that I want to bring to your attention tonight, and hopefully uh, these will be an encouragement to you in your life. Uh, Beginning in verse 51, we see that death is inevitable. Number one, death is inevitable. You said, Pastor, you just said you were going to be an encouragement to me, and now you're telling me that I'm going to die, and that is true. Death is inevitable. Look with me at verse 51. Behold, Paul says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. 
For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Paul tells us here that, the, that there are those that are going to, to die, and the only ones that will not die is those that are alive when Christ comes to rapture the church. But the truth is, if Jesus tarries, then all of us at some point will die. It's inevitable. Going back to Genesis, we see the entrance of, of sin into the world. And I love reading those beginning pages of the scriptures. And the Bible tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And we begin to see the picture of God's creation and, and how that all came to be. And, and how uh, he created Adam and he created Eve. And, and the dominion that they were given over the garden. I spend uh, a lot of time thinking about how amazing that must have been for them. Um, just picturing the, the perfect world that they lived in and the opportunity that they daily had to walk with God. But as you read those beginning pages, you also see the tragedy of sin entering the world. And then we come to Romans chapter 5 and the Bible tells us there in verse 12 where it explains that sin entered the world and passed upon all men. For that all have sinned, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he goes on to tell us in Romans 5 that when sin entered into the world, so it brought with it death. When God created Adam and Eve there in the garden, he gave them the command not to eat of the one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, if you do, then at that time you will die. Because you see, before they did that, there was no sin in the world. And therefore, sin had not brought death. But when man sinned against God and sin came into the world, so did death. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible tells us, It is appointed unto men once to die. And that's just the reality that we all face. This afternoon, we celebrated the life of a precious saint who went home to be with the Lord, Rosalie Corbin, 91 years old, got saved at 40 years old, served for many, many years here at Indiana Christian Academy and Grace Baptist Church and invested her years. 13 years ago, she moved up to Kokomo to live with her son-in-law and her daughter. And, and just this last Thursday, she, she passed away. Here was a faithful servant of God. And guess what? She, death came upon her life. It is inevitable for all of us. Now, we live in a day and age where everybody's doing everything that they can in order to uh, stay the issue of death. We, we have surgeries, we take medicines, we uh, exercise, and we do all these things to put off death. And, and th many of those things are good for us, and we should take care of ourselves and, and those type of things. But the truth is, there's no pill, there's no exercise, there's no magic potion that is going to remove death from, from our future. Death is inevitable. But number two, we see in this passage that death has no power over those that are in Jesus Christ. Death has no power over those that are in Jesus Christ. I want to jump to verse 55. We'll come back to the previous verses. But he says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory. You see, the sting of death is sin, and the strength or the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Biblically, we are all going to die if the Lord tarries his return, and we're all going to face that time when we uh, leave this world and what we call death. But that death, for those that are in Jesus Christ, has no power over us. You know, it's different when you go into a situation where you know you're going to win. We uh, think of sports oftentimes. Uh, most people like sports, and, and um, I you know, like sports and those type of things. But you know, there's been times in, in life where I've gone into a game, and, and I, I know I'm going to win the game. You know, when uh, Kaylee and I get out in the driveway, I mean, I got a good shot at winning that game right there. You know, we're playing basketball one-on-one, and she takes it easy on me. And so I got to, you know, I go out there, and I know I'm going to win. If I'm playing Jacob, you know, one-on-one, you know, I know it's, it's inevitable. I'm going to win. It's no big deal for me. I walk into that. And, um, you know, there's times when you go into a, a game, a competition, where you know you're going to win. Um, and so then you kind of feel good about yourself. There's times when you go in and you know that you're going to, to lose, and you kind of like feel bad, frustrated, like what's, what's the point? But you go into that competition and, and like you don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to win or am I going to lose? You kinda, you're kind of nervous, right? You kind of like there's this antsiness about what, what's going to happen, what's going to be the outcome, because we want a certain outcome. What is the outcome we want? We all want to win. Nobody wants to lose. And so we're nervous about what's going to happen. You know, for those of us that know Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have to realize that we have victory over death. Death has no power over us. So when we think of death, we should know that in Christ it has no power over us. You see, for those of us that are in Jesus Christ, we know that we're going to heaven. We know that our eternal life is secure in Christ and that we are, our eternal destiny, our eternal home is to be with God and spend that for all eternity. One of the greatest tragedies in our society today are religions that have, have created this mindset where people will say, well, I hope. I hope I'm going to go to heaven when I die. I, I'm, just, I'm just doing my best. You know, and I'm just hoping it's all going to work out. And, and, and listen, I want you to understand from the word of God, God says you can know that you have eternal life. You can know that your sins are forgiven. You can know that God is your father and that you're part of the family of God. You can know that death has no power over you through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you're trying to work your way to heaven, you're always going to be wondering. You're always going to be questioning, and death is going to scare you, and it's going to be something that you're not going to be able to face. But listen, I stand here with great confidence today, not in myself, not in who I am or anything I've ever done, but in Jesus Christ and his righteousness that is in me. And that day that I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, death lost its power over me. I'm not afraid to die. It's not something that I look forward to. Most, most of us want more days. You know, we all pray, you know, when you're a teenager, you know, Lord, let me graduate. Don't come back until I graduate. Don't let me die until I, you know, go to college and graduate. And then when you're in college, like, let me get married and let me have kids and, you know, and all that stuff. We always have those things. Let me retire. We have all those, those next steps. And then we get to retirement. Okay, I'm ready, God. I'm ready to die. Uh, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, or some of you, it's when your kid's two years old. Lord, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go now. But, you know, we, we're always looking, you know, we want to we we push it off. And I understand that from a human perspective. But for those of us that are in Christ, God tells us that death has no power over us. 
It hurts us to lose Mrs. Corbin. And we know when, when somebody dies, it doesn't matter if they're 19 or 91, we always say the same thing, it was too soon. It was too soon. Ah, oh, they were just in their prime, you know, whatever. And, 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 you know, from this perspective, but from a believing perspective, from a biblical perspective, you know, when we leave this world, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when you read through Paul's writings, that's the perspective that you see. He says, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to be given. I'm ready for my time. I'm ready to go because I know for me to leave this world. Listen, I've been living for God and serving and, and being faithful to him. And, and as long as I'm here in this world, I'm going to be faithful. But guess what? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see my Savior face to face. Why? Because death has no power. Death has no power over us. There's no uncertainty in that because we know we're going to be with the Lord. But when you don't know, that's where the struggle comes in. When you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you're questioning whether or not your sins are forgiven or you're right with God, that's where the struggle becomes. That's where death now has power over you and you're living in the fear of, of death. And then number three, we see in this passage, the reason death has no power over us is because death has been defeated. Look back with me at verse 54. The Bible says, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And we read those verses, O death, where is thy sting, O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. How do we have that victory over death? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. The imagery that God gives us here is the idea of being vic victorious. Death is swallowed up in, in victory. We all want to be on the winning team. We, we all want to have victory, and no matter what competition we're in. You know, listen, the, the least competitive of us in here don't like to lose when it comes to the trivial games of life. Why would we not be sure that we're on the victorious team when it comes to our eternity? Death has been swallowed up in victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Christ came into this world because of our sin. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven and, and came to this earth. And he told us he came to be the payment for our sin, to go to the cross. And so he goes to the cross, and we read that, that wonderful passage of John 19 tonight, where Jesus is on the cross and he says those glorious words, it is finished. You see, Christ did what he came to do. He came to die for our sin. And when he died on the sin, he gave his life as the payment, the substitutionary atonement, the substitutionary payment for your sin, for my sin, for the sins of the world. And we read tonight how he was taken down and, and he was placed into that tomb. And we'll see on Sunday the glorious resurrection just three days later. 
how he rose from the grave. And he's alive. And he's risen. We're going to sing it on Sunday, I believe. But one of my favorite, my favorite hymns is He Lives. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I'm so grateful today that he lives because that means I have victory. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 9, if you would. I quoted verse 27 just a few moments ago. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And this is a verse that we quote often around funerals and in churches. Verse 27 tells us, It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You see, there's judgment for our sin. And so we're all going to die. That is inevitable. And we're going to have to stand before God and give an account. So notice what he says in verse 28. So Christ, because one day we're going to have to stand before God and give an account, Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You see, Jesus Christ came and died because we are going to die and we are going to have to stand before God. And so therefore, we could not stand before God in our sin. So Christ was offered. You see, death is inevitable. Because we're going to die, because we're going to face death, Christ was offered to be the payment for our sin. And one day he's going to come back again. And he's going to receive the church unto himself and we're going to be there with him and, and how, glorious, how glorious that will be. As we look at 1 Corinthians 15, we see death is inevitable, but death has no power because we have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As we celebrate the resurrection this weekend, as we have this Good Friday service where we remember the fact that Christ died on the cross to give us victory, how tragic it would be for you to sit here and and think, you know, I'm going to work my way to, to heaven. I, I'm going to just hope that I do enough to get there. God does not want us to live like that. Wondering, facing death and fear. He wants us to know death has no power. But it, it's only the case if you have Jesus Christ. Because victory comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Victory over sin, victory over death, only comes through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Let's stand together.